Good evening, good day, God bless you. Wherever you are listening to us today around the world, I want to say it's good to be with you again today. You are welcome on board. Welcome to Marriage Diet Daily Broadcast with Festus Flourish Osemuahu. Today is the fourth day of the month of October 2020. God bless you. This is a 10 days countdown to my birthday um, with the 10 topics that I had actually promised I was going to share. And uh, yesterday, we started off with a topic. I couldn't conclude it and I promised I was going to continue from there today. So at the moment, we are doing a combined broadcast, both for the couples and singles. And hopefully, after the 10th, which is my birthday, we would return back to the status quo where we can begin to handle both separately. Okay. Um, yesterday, we talked about uh, the message in the hands of your children. The message in the hands of your children. What message? Destiny message. We couldn't complete it yesterday, and I did promise that we're going to continue today and, of course, end it. So that's exactly what we're going to do. We'll just end that particular topic, and tomorrow, hopefully, we'll pick up another topic. Okay. Now, are there messages in the hands of your children? Yes. And I did establish yesterday that your hands is like your screen, where things are written, where information are displayed. What information? Information about your destiny. And then um, it's good to know that your palms actually carry every information about your destiny coming to the world. And we did say yesterday that that's the reason why a young born, or rather a young child that is just giving birth to today, you would notice that the child will close up his or her hands, like hold, having a fist on his or her hands, just closing up, wouldn't want to open it. And the only time the child starts opening that hand or his or her hands is when the child starts breastfeeding or having to suck from the mother's breast. And gradually, the baby starts opening up the hand. And so the first person that often receives that kind of privilege, that honor of looking at the hands of the baby is the mother because while the baby is sucking the breast is opening up the hand to the mother and so the mother is actually seeing the hand but just that we didn't look at it from this spiritual dimension that there is another meaning out of it that the child is actually showing to the mother these are the informations i'm bringing into this lifetime okay they are in my hands so i'm displaying them to you and opening them up to you so that you can be my first helper so that you can indeed help. If the wife is on board marriage to help the man, it means that she's actually a helper in all ramifications, including the children. Have you ever thought about that? Maybe not. The wife, as much as she's the helper to the husband, because she's primarily a helper, it means that she's also a helper to the children. She's actually there to help the children get into the limelight or into their place of relevance and of course we saw that in the story in the case of jesus christ how the mother you know practically you know uh, set a coup for him let me put it that way lured him out he lured him into the party and then um, well for whatever reason it is the water ran out consulted him hey the rest is story and of course it was her role that brought out Christ into performing 
public miracles. So every mother had got a role to play to bring forth the best miracle or the first miracle in the lives of our children. Friends, listen to this. There is a Goliath, rather, there is a David in every family. There is a David in every home. A certain David that can and will kill a national Goliath or a state Goliath or a community Goliath. There is a David that has the strength of the Lord, that has a peculiar and particular ministry or purpose to fulfill on earth. Now, that David might have opened up his hand to you early enough in life and you didn't really see it. But now, now that you know, some of you have heard the sound of my voice and you understand differently. It's time to rise up and begin to help your David. Help your David become a national asset. Help your David come to a point where we'll be able to withstand any Goliath. And like I did say yesterday, the best way to prepare your children for that future, the best way to bring them into that point of relevance in the future is via the power of the use of words now, power of words declaration now, getting to use words over these children, speaking into their lives prophetically, declaring what you have seen that God wants to do with them. Well, at best, even if you don't, don't even know what God wants to do in the lives of your children at the moment, you can just say, Lord, let your will be done upon the lives of my children. That's even a better prayer. prayer. And that's also a prayer that sets up that kind of a child into a future greatness or into a, 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 um, a future of greatness rather so you've got to be deliberate about praying for your children using the right words speaking into their life now let, let's go back to the garden of eden and see what happened and why it today it's pretty difficult for mothers to pray for their children it's pretty difficult for mother to use their words to bring their children into the point of greatness because the devil just gets them so busy I mean, they get so busy and they would uh, relegate or neglect that basic role of prophesying, spiritually getting words into the lives of the children. Remember, when God spoke to Adam that thou shalt not eat of the tree, okay? God spoke to Adam directly, go and name animals. Of course, I'm sure God communicated that to Adam directly. And whatever you call them, that it shall be. The woman was not yet there on board at that time. Eventually, the woman came. We're not told in the Bible that it was God that related to the woman the same command that he had spoken to the man earlier. No, we weren't. We weren't told that. But we believe that it was the man that related the information to the woman because God had already instructed the man. Of all the trees in the garden, you will share not eat, but of this uh, the day you eat of it, you shall die. Okay? Of, of, of this you can freely eat, but of this you cannot eat. Okay, I hope you understand what I'm trying to say here. That was the instruction. And that was the instruction that was, was passed on to the man. The man passed it on to the woman. Now, look at the trend. The word of God came unto the man. The word of God was transmitted from the man unto the wife. The wife, now listen, originally, primarily, the word of God had moved from his mouth 
unto the man and now unto the wife was supposed to be for the edification of the children, was supposed to be for the building of the children, was supposed to be for her to build her home, build her children, and bring them into that destiny of fulfillment. Remember, in her, we are nations. Remember, the woman has an embodiment of nation, the seed, the nation in the form of seed form. So there was no way the world would land at her doorstep and it would not be extended or transferred onto the seed. So primarily, the word that comes onto the woman is supposed to be the word that helps to build the seed. But what happened? Check your Bible. There was no time the woman spoke to the man before her fall. And I have just been wondering, the man said those beautiful things, thou art the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. And in all of these words, there was no response. The woman didn't say anything back. The woman, even when the woman brought the forbidden fruit onto the man, he, she didn't even say anything to her, to him. The Bible said, and the woman also took of it and gave, took, it was an action thing. So why didn't the woman speak to the man? Much more to her seed. But you know what she did? She carried those same words and spoke to who? The serpent, the devil. So it has always been a grand plan of the devil from, from day one to divert the attention of the woman into something else. And what she was supposed to use her word for, she starts using it for something else. And that's one of the reasons why the marriage and the family unit, the children especially, are not really coming into their fulfillment. Why? Because the wife doesn't even know the power she carries. The man carries the authority of the word of God transmitted to him. But the woman carries the creative word. In fact, she is the embodiment of creation. Her words, you know, typifies creation. Her words represent creation. And the same words in her mouth, we enable her to create the destinies and the future of our children. Or how be it, speak it to reality because their destinies have actually already been created. How be it, speak it to reality. She carried the baby in the womb. Therefore, she also has a role to enabling the child to break forth into reality, break forth into lamb life. So if you're hearing the sound of my voice out there and you're a mother and you have not been using your words to push your child into that you know, a place in the uh, in the future where the child will experience breakthrough, or you have not been using your words to promote your child's greatness. Oh, what an error! You've got to repent over it today. You've got to change. You know what? The devil has gotten a lot of women busy, issues of life, get them depressed, and of course, the only time they will also talk, just like it was in the Garden of Eden, is to talk to irrelevant people. To talk, in, I mean, when she's quarreling with her husband, her voice is on top of the world, literally. And of course, she gets to gossip. You see a lot of women today, they are gossiping. Oh, this one, this one. They are wasting their words with the serpent. They are wasting their words with the serpent. And they get to use these words against their husbands in a very horrible way. Again, they are wasting their words. Those words will be very, very powerful unto the lives of your children. How wonderful will it be that your children wake up in the morning, you call them, and you bring them forth unto you, and you begin to speak words. Very constructive, very deliberate. You speak words into their future. You will be... Remember, the words wouldn't just work if it's not in line with their purpose. And that's why yesterday I said, you must discover their purpose. You must look at the message in the palm of their hands by getting involved in relationship with the Holy Spirit. 
How many of you have asked the Holy Spirit, show me what your, my child will become? Show me the kind of child that you have given to me. Show me the agenda you have put upon the life of this child. Show me the destiny of this child. How many of us have asked that question? I wish I could ask that question over and over again. I want it to sink into your mind. How many of you have asked the Holy Spirit, show me the destiny of my child? Show me the role my child has come to play on this earth? Not so many of us have done that. So if you have done that and you keep asking over and over again, the Holy Spirit will speak to you. How wonderful will it be that the Holy Spirit gives you a glimpse of what your child will become. And like the mother of Jesus, you would rise up and push that child into that place. You will speak him forth into that place. You will practically, with action, push him and lead him into that place. Our wives, our mother, they have a major role to play on this. Stop wasting your words. Stop cursing your husband. Even stop cursing your children. Be prophetic. Bring forth words of blessing from their mouth and pray over them. Now, let me share this testimony because, you know, I'm using this um, forum to um, also talk about, in preparation ahead of my birthday, to talk about myself and the experiences I had growing up with my mother and my parents. And hopefully, on my birthday, I'll be prophetically blessing as many that the Holy Spirit will want me to bless. Okay, now let me share this experience with us. Um, like I've already said this several times, those of you who have been with us for some time, I said my father and my mother didn't really have it good in their marriage. Okay, I grew up to meet that. And that was even why I became challenged that there must be something different about marriage. This all that marriage has to offer, there's no point even coming into it. But if not, which of course I believe that there must be something else, I will search it out. That was where I got my determination from day one. And of course, I began the process of searching until I found today, marriage care has become what I have found and what I'm living for in my generation. So somehow I saw the way my father was treating my mother. Okay, if uh, for what I think it was basically about the line of finances then, when he's angry with her, he will just withdraw the money, he will not give has so much money and of course eventually when she also wants to protest and she's angry with him there's a way you know my wife my mother was very stubborn also as well so there is a way she will also react so when i started growing up and um, i was in school i was still in secondary school and i was doing some kind of mania work getting some money and all that so i saw the way she was being treated i mean she won't have money she will have to go to farm and all that I said, no, 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 no. You can't expose a woman to this kind of stress. So from the work I was doing and the money I was making, I was splitting it. I was practically splitting half percent and I would give it to my mother, much more than what my father was giving to her at the end of the month. So that was how I started encouraging her, giving her money. I would get into the dispute. I would resolve it. Sometimes I would do it to my, the advantage or to the favor of my mother, just so that, of course, she can have a succor as a woman and all that. Then when she's also wrong, I can also be very hard on her. So, and of course, I did all of that through secondary school level until I gained admission to the university. I was still the one that was doing that. My other siblings just stayed aloof and they didn't care, they didn't bother. But I bothered. I was very concerned. Sometimes when they are quarreling, they will stop eating with each other. I will bring them together, I will talk to them, and then of course, I will make them to start eating with each other. Now, I did remember that those days, after such reconciliation, bringing them together, 
My mother, of course, after I would have spoken to her, she had consented to let go. And of course, both of them had reconciled. My mother would call me and then she would ask me to kneel down. I would kneel down before her. She would hold my two hands. She would hold my two hands. And of course, she would start prophesying to my hands that I am supposed to be the last one, which of course I was to her, okay, because she's late now, okay, that I'm supposed to be the last born to her, but look at what I'm doing, every other person had, you know, paid a deaf ear to what is going on between them, but look at the role I'm playing, that I even play a role that is much more, under, a role of understanding of someone that has more understanding as a husband, more than my father, that if my father would learn from me, about how to be a good husband, the whole lot would have been better. Way, way back, my mother was already saying that. Then she will open up my hand, she will pray for me, that nations will gather at my feet to come and learn about marriage. That couples in distress, in troubled marriages around the world, when they say there is no longer solution anywhere, if they can find themselves into my hands and they come to me, there will be solution. I will bring solutions to couples. I will bring solutions to those who are crying in marriage. I will restore homes. My mother will make all these powerful declarations. And then, of course, there's a way she normally will do it. Then she will now blow the air into my hands. Again, the palm of a child's hand. Well, I wouldn't know what she saw then. I wouldn't know whatsoever understanding she has about hands, palm. But my mother will blow this air into my hands and of course she will close my hands together now look at it she will blow she will speak these words she will blow the air into my hands she will close my hands together of course i will appreciate her my father will do the same thing but he will put hand on my head of course i will reconcile them they'll be happy i'll go back one week two weeks maximum or at most a month Another thing will happen again. I will travel back. I'll come and talk to them. Of course, they will pray for me. My mother kept on saying that. My mother kept on declaring that word all over. They will look for me and I'll be a solution to them in their marriage. To the, and that was way, way back. I had not gotten the call into the ministry. I didn't even know I was going to go into the ministry. Way, way back. But today, my mother passed away last year. Today, look at what I am doing today. Look at what, and of course, I'm just starting. The world is just a, I mean, the world has not even heard about me yet, okay? But today, when I see what is happening now, I remember those prayers my mother used to pray. Then I'm just using myself as an example. Why? This mother carried me, my mother carried me for extra 10 days. She knew there was something peculiar about me. And when she gave me that name, Osemwahu, meaning all power belongs to God because my life was contended for. I, I mean, I should have died. There were powers that were interested in my life. And of course, God prevailed. That was why she gave me that name. So she knew that there was something about me. She knew there was an interest, heavenly interest, and of course, you know, demonic interest as well. But the Lord prevailed. So the woman watched me all through until she started making those declarations. Friends, I'm asking you, what have you seen about your children? It's time to rise up as a woman out there. Rise up early in the morning to declare into the lives of your children. Your words are not to be wasted with the serpent. Your words are not to be wasted quarreling. 
Your words are not to be wasted arguing. Your words are not to be wasted gossiping. Use your words to build your children. Use your words to promote the message in the lives of your children. Use your words to send your child into the future. You might not be in their future for too long. Look at my mother. My mother is gone. Last year she's gone. But see, I'm living my future. Because somehow there comes a time where you separate from these children. No matter how old you live, you can't, I mean, they can't certainly be another mental seller. One day you will go. You will conclude your evening time and their future will continue. But you've got to be a part of their future creating it now with your words. Because if it is well with them, it will also be well with you in your tomorrow. If you don't do what is right now and waste your words, it can be very, very bad for your children. So friends, rise up in the morning to pray for your children. Do that at night. Put your hands on top of their head. Put your hands on their palm. Prophesy into the palm. Tell them that they will not suffer. Tell your children that they will not be stranded. Tell them that their stars will not go out. Tell them that their light will not go out suddenly at midday. Speak words into the palm of your children. Hold their hands and bless them. Bless your children while you are still alive. Bless them when you have the opportunity to do so. Nobody knows tomorrow. You certainly don't know tomorrow. Blessings are never too much. If you start early blessing your children, the blessing will accumulate early for them. If you start early blessing your children, your children will rise up early to be called blessed. Don't wait till tomorrow when tomorrow gets so difficult for you. The time to bless your children is today. I pray for that mother out you are empowered with grace to rise up to pray and to bless your children and I pray for your children the message they are carrying into their generation their message will not be cut off their message will not be undervalued their message will not become common in the name of Jesus Christ I pray that in their rising, king will also rise to honor them. Their seat of honor will not be given to others. As you bless them, so shall it be. And I pray that you receive wisdom to stop cursing your children. Receive wisdom to stop abusing your children. Receive wisdom to stop using negative words on your children. Be positive about them. Speak words of goodness. Speak words of, 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 of fruitfulness over their marriage, even when they are still very young. Bless their career. Bless their children. Bless your grandchildren. Bless your great-grandchildren so that you indeed become a great-grandmother. Bless them and bless them. That is the wisdom of God. And so shall it be. In Jesus Christ's mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Wow. I hope you have been blessed. Look, look at the last thing I just said. If you don't bless your grandchildren, you will not become a grandmother. So the best time to bless them is now. So that you will live enough to become a grandmother. God bless you. Please, let's do this again tomorrow. And of course, if you're new and you want to join us to connect with us, please get across to us via our WhatsApp number, plus 234-8107126148. And we'll definitely get back to you. God bless you. Until I come away again tomorrow, don't forget, if marriage is an institution, then couples and singles must be students. God bless you. Shalom. Do have a great day.